Welcome to the Prop Drop. Tune in every week for the best prop bet picks and analysis across all major sports. Brought to you by WSN.com. Hello and welcome to WSN's Prop Drop, where we talk the top props across the sports world. I'm Elise Anderson, joined as always by Ryan Sullivan and Adam Forsythe. And I think today we're all just grateful for technology because that means we can somehow make this work. Um, So we're going to attempt to give you the best locks and most unique props. And when I say unique, I'm pretty sure that's where we're going to end up. Uh, Make sure you check out WSN.com and as well subscribe to the WSN YouTube channel, getting into it. Uh, let's start with biggest headline and uh, steel bets of the week. Ryan. Yeah, the biggest thing for me, I was I was all excited. Uh, we actually just moved, which is why I have nothing on the walls here, but I apologize. But You had um, nothing on the walls at your old house either. Don't lie. <laughs> it's... It's true. It's, it's it's more of a wife rule than mine. If it was up to me, you know there'd be posters all over the place. I still got that speed poster nice and framed and waiting. So, um, But uh, the big thing for me, I was so excited because Aussie Rules football was still going on. And I love Aussie Rules. This, by the way, um, from a former SEN sports radio reporter in Melbourne. Just peppering that in there. Um, but uh, it's, oh yeah, right? That's a feather <laughs> in the cap. So um, it's, it's, the, it's the greatest sport to watch. It is just a mashup of football and rugby. It doesn't make any sense. Yet the rules, they are fairly simple. Nonetheless, uh, Pat McAfee, former uh, Indianapolis Colts punter, he was jacked about it on Twitter this week. And uh, yeah, we just got word the other day that they, they shut things down over there due to the virus so a little unfortunate that way I was looking forward to some good watching uh that's the big headline for me that's standing out so um if that's any indication of the sports week ahead we're all in trouble but um nonetheless uh the biggest uh, steal of the week if you're checking out FanDuel uh which I highly recommend that you do because there's uh, some gems on there right now uh the Buffalo Bills if you didn't jump on them last week I think they're going up plus 300 uh we were talking about it on the show uh to win that division and uh, that would have been the time to do it now they're up to plus 120, tied with the New England Patriots. Uh, so the ship has sailed a little bit on that. However, you can still jump in on the 2021 MVP odds. And I'd like to coin something here, uh, Mr. Forsyth, if that's okay with you. And I'm going to call it a pick amendment. Because okay. last week I took Patrick this, Mahomes. This entire show has been a pick amendment for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Not true. Okay. Uh, but last week I took Mahomes, and I believe you were siding with Jackson a little bit. I'm changing things up now. I'm going on the Jackson train, and he's going off at plus 600. Reason being, the Chargers have upped their defense. The Raiders have upped their defense. This is all within the last seven days. Uh, that means that there's four right there. Count them four very tough games in Patrick Mahomes' future. I'm siding with Lamar Jackson. That's my, that's my steal. That's my steal of the week. That's what I'm going with. All right. Uh, well, before I get to mine, how about we hear, at least, what, what are your headlines and steals of the week? Well, uh, I definitely think the Olympics being postponed was uh, my big headline this week. Um, Sunday night, of course, Canada had announced that the Olympics, if they should proceed as scheduled, they would not be sending any athletes to compete. The following day, Australia followed suit. And then um, Monday, IOC committee member Dick Pound, who has the greatest name of all time, or the worst, depending on how you want to look at it, um, he announced that postponing the games would be almost inevitable. And he was right. Tuesday, they did announce they would be postponing them a year. Not cancelled. Postponed. Now, Adam, I'm pretty sure you 
said they were going to be canceled, right? They still haven't been. That's right. But they will be. They will be. <laughs> well, for now, they're postponing them. They're hoping for next summer um, at the latest would be late summer. And then uh, I thought it was really interesting when I was reading about it. This is only the fourth time since the modern Olympics were held in 1896 that the games have been drastically affected by outside forces. The other three occasions were cancellations during the first and second world wars so it says a lot about wow. about what's going on right now and and yeah like crazy that stuff just doesn't happen as for my biggest steal of the week believe it or not hockey betting is still underway at 888 sport belarus extra liga and russia liga pro sport yeah you heard me correctly if you yes. need your fix they've got you <laughs> covered uh, i'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the other team names so just uh head on over to triple eight 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 sport and check it out there uh, throwing it over to you, Adam. All right. Well, my biggest headline of the week, because I think you guys covered the big ones, the Olympics being postponed and coronavirus. So and, my, and Aussie rules football. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest Good headline of the there. week, way more important than Aussie rules football being canceled. I've officially eaten all my quarantine snacks, guys. And I drank all my quarantine beer. I feel I'm in like trouble. We need, oh, a, no. we need like a dun, dun, dun right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping like WSN can hook up some like, I don't know, drone deliveries or something because I am running low. But do not worry, though, because I have a pretty solid steal of the week for you. Uh, DraftKings. I was going to hit the links for my biggest steal bet of the week. DraftKings still letting you bet on the Masters, guys, even though the start date is up in the air. And I think people are still seriously undervaluing Matthew Fitzpatrick at 80 to 1. He's quietly become one of the most consistent golfers on tour, both in North America and in Europe. He had a seventh place finish at Augusta National, and he's made the cut in his last four appearances. I am picking him to win, and a top 10 finish pays 8 to 1. That is my DraftKings steal of the week. Love it. For it's our not next bad. Not bad. <laughs> For our next broadcast, we want to hear from you, especially now. Did you agree with our picks? Where did we go wrong? And most importantly, give us your wildest prop predictions from any sport. And we promise to discuss the top comments in next week's show. Be sure to like and subscribe for the most up-to-date prop predictions. And before we get to our prop selections for this week, for our listeners living in New Jersey or West Virginia, go to WSN.com for special bonuses and deals. If you want to bet on this week's games, you can compare the best legal online sports books and get exclusive offers when you sign up and start betting uh, now, Elise, okay. I, yes. I have a quick question um you know I, I assume that you're the expert on this 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 is a huge matchup we're talking here are you taking Yunost Minsk or Shakhtar Sologorsk in the extra liga <laughs> uh option number one Ryan there it is. It's a good choice. That's a good choice. They're the favorites. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, getting over to some baseball. Over-under odds were released this week for MLB to have a 105-game season. Your thoughts, you guys, on a shortened baseball year? Uh, I, I think this is actually kind of a cool thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, it comes um, you know in the wake of such a negative, but at the same time, for the average baseball fan, the number one argument out there is that the season is just way too long. 162 games. 
Um, you know, even just hearing that number compared to every other major sports league, it's just it's crazy. Um, and a lot of a lot of fans have a hard time getting around that. Oh, the season's too long. I'll pay attention in September when things wind down. Um, but this actually, you know, this adds an element um, of every game is crucial. Everything counts for for quite a bit here. Um, not to mention, you know, when it comes into the the first month or two of the baseball season, they didn't get to finish up spring training. So there's still a lot of guys battling for different jobs here and there. Rosters aren't really going to be set for that first month or two. Um, so you're probably looking at, when it comes down to it, uh, probably 80 games, maybe 70 that actually really matter when each team has its finalized roster in place. So uh, this is going to create a lot of excitement and I'm pretty stoked for a shortened baseball season. I think that's a great thing. Um, aside from, you know, the season ticket holders or the hardcore fans out there um, for the average guys or the above average fans, which I, I think I fall into, um, I think it's a pretty great thing. And I think in TV ratings wise as well, they're going to shoot up like crazy because every game counts for so much more not to mention the parody of this league will actually see some parody for a change something we haven't seen in major league baseball in a very long time so wait ryan uh you think there's gonna be parody over 105 games i think there'll be more parody maybe (laughs) maybe, five games maybe maybe i missed out Maybe I missed out on that, but I mean, you know, we can kick it around, but you know, you look at some of these, some of these great teams and some of the news coming out the past couple of weeks, Noah Syndergaard, Gonzo, okay, Mets are out of contention, he's their stud, uh, Chris Sale, out, Tommy John, he's their stud as well, now that of course Mookie Betts is gone too, so you take them out of the mix, now you're welcoming in a ton of teams that could vie for a wild card, uh, I think it could create some excitement, it could be more exciting than the 162 games where you know what you're going to get. What about the prop itself? Are you going over or under on the 105 games? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under on the 105 games because really that just means that you're missing out on two months and change. And I mean, you know, this MLB season will be starting right around now. Uh, yeah, no, I I'm gonna go on the under. I think we're gonna miss a little bit more than uh, what we're banking for right now. Yeah, I'm hammering the under on this prop for sure. For the last month, like every single betting prop that we have discussed about the coronavirus has been way off. And I, I personally cashed in it on a ton of them. Uh, we had the bet about if March Madness should be canceled. I said, absolutely. If major sports would be shut down, I said, yes. Olympics postponed, absolutely. The seriousness of this outbreak seems to increase like every single day as we learn more about the virus. The end date for the world to recover keeps getting pushed back. So like for the MLB season to reach 105 games, You'd have to kind of start around June 1st. Between that date and October 1st, there's 122 days. So somewhere in there, that's just too tight for a turnaround. Teams will have like mini spring training camps. They got to get started like logistically. Way too much stuff to figure out. I think a more realistic number for a season is like 70 games. And that's where parity comes into play, like you were discussing, Ryan. Uh, You could start in August. You could probably, they're going to be playing in empty stadiums at that point if they play at all. Uh, But you could have somewhat of a meaningful 70-game season, hold the playoffs in the middle of October. Uh, Either way, if it's a virus-related prop we're discussing on WSN, I promise you I'm taking the under pretty much every single time under on a 105-game season. Yeah, you guys both said it. Uh, Under's the way to go. It's long baseball season. I'll take any baseball I can get. So let's talk shortened season. Are there now new World Series contenders on the board? I think yeah. they're yeah, yeah absolutely uh, you know and and you know we, we just kicked around and I mean Adam I mean to your point more than 105 game season there's definitely more parity on the board here and Elise I know you have a soft spot for the Blue Jays I think they're <laughs> actually 
they're in wild card contention now. They were probably out of the conversation a few months ago, but and they still uh, are. They still are. Yeah, well, no, they're not. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. They got youth on their side. That could be a good thing here. That's right. Um, but you know, you know, with with the Red Sox losing their ace, with the Red Sox, you know, just giving away bets for. A, it was, I mean, that was the, Deon, the DeAndre Hopkins trade of Major League Baseball. Let's throw that out there. Uh, but anyways, I mean, the Red Sox are, are you know, free-falling here. The Jays could actually be battling in that division a little bit. Uh, and then you, you just flip things over. You look at the NL. And a team that I always want to see succeed, this goes, this goes back to my love for the, the Chargers. When they were in this market, when they were playing in San Diego, there's something about the hot San Diego sun that just injures, that just cripples a team in the clutch. Every single year, it seems like the Padres are doing pretty well. They're decent out of the gates, and then injuries cripple them. Uh, this could play well. A shortened season could play well into the team that uh, usually gets injured around the halfway point. So maybe they could survive to the playoffs and uh, make things interesting from there. I agree with you with the shortened season. Like There will be maybe some teams that kind of pop up as World Series contenders that you would not really think would be there. Uh, you absolutely nailed it with like the Mets canceled them they were kind of long shots to begin with but as soon as Syndergaard goes down with the Tommy John surgery I'm not considering them same with the Red Sox as you just mentioned uh so in terms of like wild uh, world series contenders it's just kind of too hard to get a lay of the land right now one thing I do advise WSN gamblers to kind of look into is the top pitching prospects because closer to the start of the season you got to keep close tabs on those prospects they kind of bury them in the minors for like salary cap reasons and for team control moving forward. Now there's going to be a lot of long shot Cy Young candidates. Team often will start their their rookies in the minors, as I mentioned, but then they get called up. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, they're, the innings and the pitch counts they are they're going to be very limited in a full season. But now you got to turn them loose. We saw last year with the Padres they they had their star Chris Paddock. He was one of the best pitchers in the majors, but they had him on an inning restriction. So. I mean, he could have been a Cy Young candidate, except they would pull him after, like, the sixth inning every single time. In a short season, teams have no choice. They have to, like, go all out, turn their stars loose, hope for the best. And I think a rookie pitcher might surprise when it comes to Cy Young considerations. So poke around, look for some on WSN.com, and you might find some gems. Nice. Other end of the spectrum. Oh, sorry, Lisa. I was, no. was going to ask, Adam, what do you, what's your thoughts on the damage to be done by Felix Hernandez in Atlanta? He will not make the opening day <laughs> roster. <laughs> That's probably nice, a safe bet. Nice and nice and short for you. The king has been dethroned. Yes, oh. fair enough. <laughs> Listen, in all of that, I heard Blue Jays have a shot at the wild card, so I'm I'm gonna go with that and run. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's for you. right. Uh, you never know. Maybe it'll be time for Pearson to make his debut. Talking about young pitchers, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Where is the easy money here, guys? I'm going right to the top of the board here. We got the Colts and the Chargers. The Colts are favored to end the year with a few more wins than the LAC. And I don't know if I see it. I think there's some pretty good money to be had here if you want to jump on the Charger bandwagon. And of course, I am a bit of a homer. I like my Chargers, as we all know. But uh, Philip Rivers is down and Eric Ebron, who just signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And don't get me wrong, Philip Rivers will improve that offense, even though it pains me to say that because he's still years of my life but nonetheless um obviously the colts will be an improved team a better franchise but um i just don't have enough faith in jack doyle and rivers absolutely loves and lives by the hands of his tight ends so uh, a lot of pressure there on jd i don't think he can handle it and i like the charges what they've done on defense uh adding linval joseph uh, obviously chris harris jr back to that secondary that was already pretty damn stacked uh the charges are going to be tremendous defensively on the other side of the football 
Paul. Uh, they locked up Austin Eckler, obviously, who had a great season last year. It looks like they might be making a play for, for Cam Newton. If not, I'm confident with Tyrod in there to, to pick up a few wins for him, no problem. So of all the ones on this board, that's the matchup that's appealing to me. Um, and also the Cowboys favored over the Houston Texans right now as well. I know the Cowboys put up a season that was pretty lackluster last year. They are better than that, but everyone is jumping off the Texan bandwagon, maybe as they should be, um, you know, after losing DeAndre Hopkins, but they still got a lot of pieces there. They got some pretty damn good wide receivers, and uh, I'm not I'm not sold yet on uh, the Texans being terrible and going into a full rebuild. I'm not buying it. Um, I think the one thing for sure, though, they do have to take away the phone privileges from Bill O'Brien. That seems to be... Do not let him make any more deals. He doesn't know what he's doing. That was brutal. Um, but those are the, those are the two that are appealing to me. All right. Well, Ryan, uh, being stuck in this quarantine, I am in the gambling mood right now. So based on the advice you just gave, I would like to make a bet with you, sir. Oh, bring it on, buddy. What do you got? All right. I will. Let's do a. We'll do a case of beer that the Colts. I think the Colts will have more wins than the Chargers if Tyrod Taylor is the starter on week number one. So there's this is if Tyrod Taylor is starting quarterback. Yes, because that's what you just said. For a case of beer. Yeah. And the winner gets to decide which beer. Sure. Something tasty. WSN Lager. You know what? It's going to be damn tasty because Tyrod is leading us to some W's, baby. Lock that it is, in. I'm taking it. That is the easiest case of beer, and I already said I was I was lacking quarantine beer, so this is perfect. All right, Not uh, a chance. So Not that a is chance. our that is our first side bet I think ever on WSN. This is fun. We should do this more. Uh, this a lot of it. A lot of intriguing matchups here jumping off the board, but I, I've narrowed it down to three I really like. And I, I will be betting all three, in fact. First up, we go back to what I discussed on last week's show. I think that this year the Bills will surpass the Patriots for AFC East supremacy. Sully headline that at the top of the show. Uh, the head-to-head showdown is currently paying out plus 125 for Buffalo. The last time the Bills finished the season with a better record than New England, you'd have to go back to the year 2000. So, yeah, it's been a while. But I think with Tom Brady gone, Josh Allen getting better every year, the tide's turning in Buffalo's favor. I'm going to grab them while they are still considered underdogs. I also like the Packers to be at least one win better than the Bears, which is paying plus 100. Chicago, a disaster after a terrible season. Uh, their winter moves not really convinced me much. Nick Foles, not the answer to your quarterback woes, I suppose. Uh, you did nothing to really improve your shaky receiving core, so I like the Packers there. And finally, I'm selecting the Ravens to have two or more wins than the Steelers at minus 110. Baltimore in line for a bit of a regression after Lamar Jackson's breakout campaign, but I mean, come on. Pittsburgh is going to be horrible this year. Ben Roethlisberger is being held together by duct tape at this point. His running back, James Conner, not much better. Even if the Ravens only manage to earn, say, 10 wins this season, I'm very confident that is enough to win the bet. So there's three winners for you guys. I'm going to throw another log on that fire. I, I love I love the Bills bet. I think that's a great call. I'm Stefan digging it. That's fantastic. Ah. Um, yeah, I'm going to beat you to the first one on this show. Yeah, how's it um, paying out at plus 125? It's It's... That's awesome. It's unreal. It's a, it's amazing. I mean, that right there could be the absolute steal of the week. We were throwing him in the top of the show. We didn't throw that one out there. Uh, and yeah, the Ben Roethlisberger thing. Have you seen Roethlisberger in hiding? Like, he looks like a Yeti. <laughs> Duck Dynasty, baby. I didn't know if that was Roethlisberger or Joe Thornton. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, sticking with the NFL, Top Bet has released a ton of NFL draft, uh, draft, draft props, 57 to be exact. What jumps off the board here to you guys? 
Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it is it is great to see. I mean, obviously, this show, we like to showcase just how many props you can find out there, like the, the, the really intriguing ones. And I mean, and this time, these sensitive times where there's so little going on in the sports domain, there's still so much going on uh, when it comes to sports and prop betting, especially. And 57 props on the board, absolutely ridiculous. So uh, the one that jumps out to me is the draft position. It's first wide receiver drafted, all bets act action here and uh, you've got cd lamb as the favorite paying minus 105 jerry judy at plus 105 and mr rugs at plus 700 then the fields paying uh, plus 1200 don't worry about the field those are the top three in everyone's books and i'm thinking that mr rugs might actually surprise a few people here um i know i mean for the longest time jerry judy was everyone's undisputed number one um you know halfway through the year or so and then cd lamb kind of came over took over that number one spot in a lot of people's books um but mr rugs henry rugs is just so similar in so many ways to the cheetah to tyreek hill and if you knew that tyreek hill was going to be in this draft and he would look the way he does in the pros would you not jump at him right out of the gates um this guy like he's got the absolute speed the afterburners um you could totally throw him in on special teams he'd make an immediate immediate difference you wouldn't have to throw him in at like the three slot receiver and just like let him season a little bit to get to where he needs to be he's a deep threat right off the bat um so this that's the surprising one for me and i I think he could surprise so um um, paying seven to one, I'd roll the dice on that, no problem. And I feel like uh, Ryan, you might have taken a peek at my game notes here because that is also the prop that I had Did written you, down. Sorry, sorry, uh, buddy. Rugs paying plus seven hundred is definitely th- uh, worth throwing a few dollars on as a long shot because I think he is the best option on the board. CD Lamb at just minus one hundred five. He he does obviously have a great shot at being the top receiver pick, but at at minus 105, the value is not quite there for me to get on board with. Uh, and then also sticking with the rugs, I mean, he's a guy who already made me some money this spring with his performance at the Combine. Top bet is an over-under prop regarding the draft spot for speedster Henry Ruggs, and I'll be taking the under of 15.5. It pays minus 145. It's not a lot of great value, but again, there's no way he gets to that 16th spot. The receiver has big game talent, as Ryan just mentioned. He can make an immediate impact on the NFL roster. I personally think he won't get past the Raiders at the 12th spot. Their offseason has been really focused on improving their defense, uh, but they can greatly improve their offense by snagging him at 12. So I don't think there's any way that Ruggs is still on the board when the 16th pick comes around. So there's some free money for you paying minus 175 through WSN.com. All right. I was looking at uh, the draft position for Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Where is he going to get selected? They've got it. I mean, most likely everyone's kind of putting him at third pick at plus 170, fifth picks plus 180, second pick plus 400, sixth pick plus 800, fourth pick plus uh, 800, sorry. And then uh, one of my favorites, those, you know, field, any other pick, plus 1,000. I'd be really curious to know what you guys think. He's obviously suffered some injuries. Um... Any any thoughts on where he, he might go? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see him making it past. Um, I don't see him making it past the fifth pick. So, um, you know, I don't think the Chargers will be in, in contention, um, you know, picking sixth, uh, which, of course, I would love to see. Uh, but to be honest with you, I'm kind of wondering if there's a chance that maybe Washington deals out of that number two spot. I mean, they're going for the edge rusher there, uh, Chase Young, who a lot of people have regarded as the best 
athlete, the best talent in this draft. Um, so why would you give that up? Not sure you would. But, um, you know, if they could move back to just the number six, if they did a swap with the Chargers, uh, if they did a swap with the Dolphins, a swap even with the Lions, just to make sure, um, you know, the, the, the team moving up gets a chance at drafting Tua, um, you know, I think that pick could be in play. And, and there's, you know, there's a lot of smoke around, um, you know, people saying like Matty Stafford might not be the guy of the future. Maybe they'll bring in Tua instead. Not a lot of fire there as, uh, you know, the front office of the Lions have kind of denied that and they're sticking with Matty Staff. But um, yeah, I don't see him making it past the fifth pick. And I think, Elise, I think you chose this prop because you just like saying Tungo Vailoa. <laughs> um, nailed it. That's 100% what <laughs> Which I is chose fun. <laughs> Which is fun. That and the Belarus hockey team names. I mean, we could make a show all of that, you know. It's true. We could. How to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Odd Shark, speaking of QBs, has released these Cam Newton free agency odds back on November 20th. This is a who do you wish you jumped on at the time kind of moment. So Chicago Bears plus 250, Cincinnati Bengals plus 300, Carolina plus 400, the Broncos at plus 500, as well as Miami Dolphins, Chargers and Steelers, and Titans at plus 900. I mean, Ryan? <laughs> I'm I'm a little surprised that the Chargers were paying plus 900. I mean, I think a lot of people at this time were thinking, um, you know, they'll probably hang on to Philip Rivers, let him round out his career in Los Angeles. So uh, they put him a little lower down the board. The Redskins aren't even on the board here, and they're the favorite right now. So or they're one of the favorites, I should say. Um, I wish I threw some money down on the Chargers. I think that's a great fit. And I think that uh, Anthony Lynn, the head coach there, he's got a lot of say in everything the Chargers do and the personnel they bring in. But, um, you know, as, as we've said, a number of times uh he wants a mobile quarterback and i think that's the big deal breaker that's why philip rivers had to take off is because anthony lynn wants a mobile guy and right now he you know i love his loyalty to uh tyrod who played with him in buffalo did some great things for him obviously leading him back to the playoffs after so many years but if he could upgrade this bridge quarterback because the guy that's in that starting role for the next year maybe two is a bridge guy he's going to train a younger kid to, to come on and be the future yeah, if you can upgrade to Cam Newton, why wouldn't you? So I think the Chargers would be huge, and I, I wish I threw some money down on that bet. Um, unfortunately, there's no field on here. If there was, it'd probably be paying decent, and you could have taken the Redskins maybe. But um, yeah, I think the Chargers of this board and the Dolphins paying plus 500, I think everybody and anybody wishes they threw their money down on that one. Yeah, the only one on the board that really jumps out to me, guys, is the Patriots at plus 1,000 because their current odds are now plus 170. So I think we definitely missed the boat on getting great odds there. But all along, uh, I think universally we all thought Tom Brady would never leave Foxborough. So it, it's a bet I personally would have made. The Broncos at plus 500, that one's interesting, but you were smart to wait if you did because Denver's now 20 to 1 long shots to Snag Newton. Um, and honestly, I think there's maybe a fit there. They just released Joe Flacco. They have Drew Locke and Jeff Driscoll, and they swear that's the tandem they're going with moving forward. But, like, Newton would be a huge upgrade. One team that was not on Odd Sharks board in November, uh, now at plus 900 is Jacksonville, another team that would greatly benefit from adding Newton. Gardner Minshew, I don't know, he's not exactly going to be a star in this league. I think I might actually get in on that action. Jaguars at plus nine hundred, you know, ju- just in case. Just in case. Well, he'd be a good he'd be a good guy to come in and, and at least show the ropes to to Gardner Minshew because I mean Nick Foles last year is just like had horseshoes up his you know uh, his whole career so you're not learning much out of Nick Foles but eh, it wouldn't be a bad call but the Jacksonville more so than almost any other team though is definitely in rebuild now um, so I mean you can tell by them selling off every piece they have but anyway. I, I would I would bet on them rolling the dice. Absolutely, I join you. 
All right, I like it. Honda Accord. Honda Accord. There it is. It's her first quarantine Honda Accord. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a limited edition Honda Accord. <laughs> Updated odds are on the table now for Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and Andy Dalton. Fellas, where's the chip going to land here for each? Well, I already detailed moments ago where I think Newton lands, but of these three quarterbacks, whoever signs first, it will kind of shape where the other two end up. Um, I'm already seeing discussions about Dalton and Winston might be priced out of the market completely. They'll be looking for backup jobs if they sign somewhere, which is kind of insane to think about. They, they have a ton of experience, and they can provide a team a lot of highs, but they can also provide a team a lot of lows, as we saw last year with their frequent interception issues. Uh, the talk of the of Winston to the, to the Patriots has cooled down significantly to the point where the odds makers have really moved that line all the way down to plus 750. Definitely not a bad player. I mean, plus 750 is pretty good. The betting favorite for Winston Services, Jacksonville at plus 220 and Miami at plus 320. I like the fit for the Dolphins, especially if they are targeting Tua in the draft, as the rumors suggest, because Winston would be a solid kind of one-year fill-in prepping Tua for life in the NFL. And then in a similar spot, Dalton, one team that's quietly gaining traction in all this talk is the one he's already on. The Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow first overall, but keeping Dalton around even with that heavy price tag, not exactly a bad thing. The veteran well-respected in Cincinnati, and he would be a solid mentor for Burrow. So, uh, I mean, it's all kind of up in the air as to who signs first, but I think that uh, the Dolphins for Winston and the Bengals for for Dalton. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that it's going to come down to who goes first, and then we'll see where the other chips fall. Um, I think that... Everyone is starting to get a little bit of an itchy trigger finger now that Cam Newton is officially available out there. And I think that I said it last week, I stick with it. No amendment here. Uh, I think the Redskins are still uh, mostly in play. And uh, and I think that would be the perfect fit for him, even though I just threw charges out there. But that's because the Redskins weren't on the board back in November. Um, I think a, a little reunion can, with sorry, Ron can Rivera. I, can I jump in there? Like, but did they just made a trade for Kyle Allen. So like what the the direction kind of goes out the window, right? If they have Dwayne it's Haskins, Kyle Allen, and Cam Newton. Yeah, uh, well, you make you make some fine points there. I don't know. I, I don't... The thing is that I don't view Kyle Allen as a starter, and I don't view Dwayne Haskins as a starter. Um, you know, Kyle Allen might be the, the odd guy out. I mean, they didn't spend much. I mean, it, what was it, like a fifth or sixth rounder they gave up for him, um, you know, which is just a roll-of-the-dice pick anyway. Uh, so, you know, he could end up being the practice roster guy. You know, he could end up being the Matt Barkley of that team. Uh, so I, I think they're still in play for, for Cam Newton, and I think there'd be no better better teacher out there for Dwayne Haskins. I mean, Kyle Allen's not going to teach Dwayne Haskins anything holding the clipboard on the sideline, but um, for a chance to have Cam Newton in there to, to show this guy the ropes, the 2015 MVP, I think I think they're still in play. Um, does it knock the odds a little bit? Does it take him out of the favorite spot? You're probably right. It probably does change the odds a little bit, but um, no, I think I think that there'd still be a good fit for Newton. Uh, as for Jameis Winston, um, the Miami Dolphins, I think would would make a lot of sense. Right now, they're they're listed as favorites at plus 100. Um, I think Jameis Winston actually still could be a half decent quarterback in this league. And I know maybe that's you know a, a little unwise to say after a guy throws 30 picks, uh, but he also led the NFL in passing yards. He's not a bad player. He's got a lot of youth on his side. He can run the football pretty well. He's shown that he's fairly durable out there and so I mean he could be the quarterback of the future for some team if he's put with the right pieces is that in Miami 
Probably not, but I could see them rolling the dice because Miami, you know, going into another season with Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's not going to sell tickets over there. So um, as for Andy Dalton, I think he'll be the third guy in line. He'll sign last. Um, you know, Forrest, I, I think you, you make a great point there with um, going back to Cincinnati and, and being the guy that kind of shows Joe Burrow the ropes. Obviously, he's pretty familiar with that franchise as well and uh, the receivers out there. But um, yeah, like Dalton still has a year left on his deal. They're just assuming once they draft Burrow, then they'll cut him. But he is owed $17.5 million. So he's not a free agent yet, but he probably will be if at that price tag. Yeah, that's fair. Or, or maybe there's a restructuring in his future there to, to stick around and stay employed. So, right. um, yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, they, they could definitely do that if they decide to move him out. Um, that's when I could see a team like maybe the, the Patriots taking a flyer on this guy just to be the backup, um, just to be the, the safety net for, for Jeff Steidem over there. All right. Speaking outside, the uh, remaining three big QBs. Who's the next big free agency name to go? Uh, yeah, at least there's like not a lot of big names left on the board, especially on offense. I think defensively, that's kind of where the bigger names are. And the biggest one is definitely uh, Jadavion Clowney. I still think he heads back to Seattle. I detailed it on last week's show where the Seahawks are notorious for playing hardball with their defensive stars. And they've headed back to the playbook on the negotiation for this one, especially. Clowney has made it clear he wants to get paid, but he also would kind of like to go back to Seattle. Uh, he's watched all his fellow defensive stars get paid, cashed in, and he actually might have priced himself out of the top-paying job. And he doesn't have a lot of options at this point. So Seattle's simply just sitting back, waiting for him to circle back, take a lower offer. Um, I don't know if he'll be the, the next big name off the board, like your prop suggests, but these talks will take time. He is definitely the biggest name left outside of the big three quarterbacks, though. Yeah, I, and, and I, I agree with you on that one. I think Clowney will, uh, obviously, that's going to be a, a, a huge one. When it comes to um, the defensive side, yeah, that's where you're seeing most of the names. And all the sexy names on offense seem to have locked up and found new homes. So uh, at this point in free agency, I'm going to throw something out there for after uh, Clowney does sign. It's going to be Shelby Harris uh, of the uh, well, most well-known for his time with the Denver Broncos here. He's rated number 57 on the board on Pro Football Talks, remaining free agents, or sorry, I should say top 100 free agents going into free agency. Uh, and he's one of the few guys that's still remaining out there on the defensive side of the football. Um, you know, when it comes to defensive Lineman, he's going to pretty much control the market once Clowney's gone. Uh, you know, and Domikong Sue, it, uh, you know, Adam Schefter out there reporting that he's going to be signing on uh, either today or in the next few days with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers re-upping with a new deal over there, just a one year. So uh, it looks like Shelby Harris is going to be the next big name in line once Jadavian Clowney falls off. And I agree with you, Adam. I think he's going to stick around in Seattle. I threw it out there originally thinking that this guy might go to New York, uh, play things out with the Giants, but. The Giants aren't making any moves whatsoever. And I just I expected Clowney to go over there because he wanted the money, because he wanted the fame, but I expected them to start building and at least give him some pieces to play with. Uh, but they've done nothing. They, they've sat on their hands, so I think Seattle would be the way to go there. Um, you know, they definitely have the best shot um, in the NFC, in my opinion. Uh, they're right up there, ranked with the San Francisco 49ers, and in my head, anyways, my own personal power ranks. But uh, Shelby Harris will be the next uh, big name to look out for following the Clowney signing. That's my take. Remember to head over to WSN.com for extensive odds and free picks for all major sports. I love this one. Is this the uh, possible future prop? The Los Angeles Rams have released their much-anticipated new logo this week. How long until they get sued? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it uh i don't i don't think it's gonna take that long to be honest with you i mean the it's a complete ripoff of angelo state university and what's funny about it is like i mean i've worked in, in marketing uh, almost as long as i've worked in, in journalism as well and and i've always wanted the job where i could just steal someone else's stuff call it my own and then people go wow ryan <laughs> fantastic work <laughs> tremendous but like i just i don't i don't get it like you pay hundreds of thousands if not like millions of dollars for a new rebrand a brand new look and it's it's not even like it's similar it's the same font it's the it's the same design it's a direct rip um i just don't get it i think it looks great on stan Kroenke though because that rams logo it wasn't that bad the stadium by the way looks exactly like the rams logo you might as well keep that around but um you know it just it doesn't make any sense to me whereas you could have just tweaked it done a little tweak a little tiny tweak like the chargers did with the bolt and i i love what they've done it looks awesome um but the rams decided to go for an overhaul and i think it's going to cost them angelo state is going to want some money (laughs) well i love how you guys and people were so fired up on twitter people are so mad about this guess what guys uh, angelo university stole it from the rams (laughs) all right you know the rams have been around for a long time, going back to the 90s. Check out Angelo University's helmets. They are the Rams helmets from the 90s. They're probably the exact same helmets. They just bought them on a discount store or something. Uh, and even if you were going to sue, like good luck going up against a league that owns a day of the week. The Rams in the NFL will just drag this out in courts for years. Uh, I do like the marketing spin by the Rams, though, now that they've received a little bit of pushback. I want to read exactly the, their verbatim quote. Uh, when they were accused of stealing this. Uh, so they went into great detail explaining how this logo works. The L.A. mark was crafted with a focus on the horn, intertwining with L.A., ensuring that Rams are forever tied to the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> Get out of here with that <laughs> BS. That's so stupid. But, yeah, I mean, come on. You're not... They didn't steal the logo. See, it's theirs I, to begin with. I, I don't think you can make an argument with a helmet, though, because everybody out there, I mean, are you going to sue Rick Moranis for stealing the Giants logo back in the day on the helmet? I don't think you can do that. That's a little Giants reference. Um, but, you know, when it comes to the actual logo, the actual font, everything, the word mark, I think you might have a case there. I think Angelo State, who I'm assuming has less money than the Los Angeles Rams, <laughs> could, could make a few bucks here. I think there's an argument to be had. The Rams are just turning around like, all right, we're going to sue you for using our helmets. You know what? I also want to point out that you stole a line from Concussion with Will Smith. Did you not? Tell the truth. They, they own... <laughs> yeah, they, they own a day own, of the week. They own a day of the week. <laughs> Calling you out. Tell the truth. <laughs> all right, let's move over to the NBA. Uh, a new prop from Bet Online is out there with spent, uh, with opening spreads for the Lakers Bucks NBA Finals. Uh, are we not jumping the gun a little bit here? Yeah, at least. I mean, most of the time, I I love finding these obscure props, but I'm just going to save everyone a bunch of time and money here. Do not, do not, do not bet on this. Uh, this one is just setting you up to be a loser from the start. Increasing chatter that if the NBA returns to the season, one option being looked at is the top team from the East and the top team from the West would face off, so the Bucks and the Lakers. So that's why this, this little prop is out there. Uh, even if that is the case, though, why would you ever consider, like, say, betting on Game Five's point spread between these two teams this far out? Unless you're like a diehard Lakers fan and you're just going to do it anyways. Um, 
I just don't think you make this bet. It's just dumb. You're just tying up your bankroll and a profit will never pay out or probably even occur. Save your money. Trust us at WSN to find some better odds out there, better value. We'll keep you entertained during the self-isolation, I promise. Yeah, you're not wrong. And, and, you know, the thing is, like, you know, obviously these betting sites, much like everybody right now, is trying to find a way to get people involved, trying to find a way to make a sale and to bring in a dollar. And and this is one of those ways. You know, we usually like to to point out the different props that are going on, some really intriguing ones. This one is just taking money. This is an absolute steal uh, because there's there's zero, zero guarantee that, I mean, there even will be an NBA Finals this year, let alone it's going to be the Lakers and the Bucks. Uh, The thing that, that I don't like about this though is that it's a total slap in the face uh, to some other major contenders out there. The Clippers, the Nuggets are having a great season. The Jazz, uh, you, you know, you look at the Eastern Conference. Obviously, the the Toronto Raptors uh, trying to defend their title. They're having a great season, and you know they've given the Bucks trouble so, so far throughout. Uh, the Celtics making noise as well. It's just it's an all around no across the board. Do not touch this prop if you find it online. Uh, steer clear. That is the best advice I think anyone could give. All right, and actually, Ryan, you said it. Um, if the if the uh, season continues at all, um, like so many other leagues have, is it possible the NHL and NBA call it quits this year? I mean, clearly it's possible. It, we're already down to a point where the Olympics are being postponed um, till next year. We have zero mm-hmm. word on anything coming back. Uh, I mean, I guess the only difference now would be they get a little asterisk this year is as the Astros have, and, and that basically means the same thing. No winner that year. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it just comes down to at what point, like, do you want to just pack up shop and realize that you have to think about next season? Like, yeah, that, that's the thing, is that whoever, if you do get things back on track in the next few months, there will be an asterisk, guaranteed, if somebody wins the Stanley Cup or the NBA championship, because you took a two- or three-month break there, and teams got to catch their breath. Um, so, you know, do you want to go down that road and then start training camp, like, a few weeks after the season ends? Or do you want to just suck it up and say, okay, you know what? Sorry, guys, no season this year, no winner. Let's focus on next year. Uh, You could totally do like a little March Madness thing, which I think would be awesome. I think it would be amazing for ratings and stuff if you had every team in the NHL playoff, one game, one game, one game. Uh, Same thing with the the NBA or any other league out there. But, um, you know, do you want to do that? Do you want to risk your players, you know, putting them up towards injury, potentially doing something like that as well? Or do you want to just suck it up and say, okay, you know, we missed too much time. We're not playing hockey games into the middle of August here. I mean, nobody goes to games in Florida as it is when it's that hot out. When it's that hot around the rest of the globe, I don't think anyone's going to hockey games either. Um, I think that, yeah, I think there's a very real chance that we pack up shop uh, in two of the big major sports in uh, North America. And I think, yeah, the NHL and the NBA, those are the prime candidates. Yeah, I mean, looping back to what we discussed in the first prop of the show with the Major League Baseball and possibly a 105-game season, uh, and I said every single coronavirus-related number that is thrown up there, I will take the the under on that because it's just I don't know. It seems to be getting worse by the day. Like we're still in the early stages of this thing, and I just don't see how the NHL or the NBA can possibly come back at any point this season. I think both leagues are starting to casually acknowledge that, maybe behind the scenes a little bit. The NHL uh, speculating that they will not hold the draft combine or the draft live this year. And I don't know. I saw a, a meme this morning actually is saying that it's, I can't believe it's been three months since the last NHL game, and someone pointed out it's only been thirteen days. <laughs> like that's, it, it feels like it, it's been it's been two weeks since the yeah. NHL. It 
felt it felt like a year ago. It, that's mm-hmm. how long things have. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see things for quite a while. It's best for these leagues to just pack things up uh, and just get ready for next season and ride this thing out. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. Like for the Olympics or for uh, a Euro 2020, uh, who just announced earlier in the week that, okay, guys, we're going to move this tournament for some reason to 2021, but we're still going to call it Euro 2020. Don't really understand that. But um, is that they have the opportunity to do that because you have a year break there. Um, If you're the NHL training camp starts in August, generally, maybe late July. Um, You know, if you want to, if you want to play out your season, if you want to crown a winner of the Stanley cup, you're going to have to take a break. And then every single future season from here on out, is going to be affected for the rest of time. So do you want to just call it quits now? You know, start things up as they've always done throughout time, or do you want to completely, completely change the rotation of the earth uh, with the individual leagues? And um, the Olympics have that advantage. Same thing with Euro and other major tournaments like that. But the NHL and the NBA certainly do not. All right. So as we all know, we've been relegated to working from home this week. Uh, I want to know, actually, there's kind of a main thing I want to know, but what have you found on Netflix to help pass the time if you have not gotten into Tiger King. I don't know what else you're doing with your life. This is what everybody is doing right now is watching this insane show. So uh, you're gonna find out pretty quickly. The guy's name is Joe Exotic. Um, he is quite exotic and flamboyant. And it, it gets to the point with this show, I think it's seven episodes that you don't actually believe what you're seeing. Like you're kind of constantly going, is this, this isn't real. This can't be real. No way this is real. It's real. And it is maybe the craziest TV show I've ever watched in my entire life. Ryan, Adam, any of you guys watching Tiger King? I, I am definitely watching Tiger King. I've watched it all the way through. And yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty chaotic. It's about uh, these big cat park zoos, essentially, across America. And it turns out there's like more cats like big cats lions tigers living in captivity than there are in the wild and this documentary series kind of just does a little bit of a deep dive on a few of them but man there's like twists of murder and uh yeah it's it's bananas it is crazy and these people are just straight up hicks it is awesome so the care the characters alone but uh yeah like you just said at least like every single episode starts and ends with a complete like what the hell is going on this can't be real and it it is all very, very real. That's well, it was wild, too, wow. because I'm, like, watching it, and I knew that I had a family member who actually worked with big cats. She went from, like, the Dallas Zoo or something like that to Florida. And so when I started watching this, I messaged her, and sure enough, she actually was working at Big Cat Rescue, which you'll learn about if you're watching Tiger King with this Carol Baskin. And she was telling me stories because there's stories about Carol Baskin apparently offing her husband and you know my cousin was somebody who fed the big cat so she had her own concerns whilst watching it (laughs) so wait this this is a bit spoilery and inside baseball if you haven't seen the show but did she does she have inside knowledge that karen baskin fed her husband to the the lions honestly she is hoping that she didn't that wasn't part of the food because she did feed i know she fed all of the big cats like Boris her lion she was like he was my favorite but that was all part of it like getting them their their cows their horses whatever it was maybe husband I don't know right. for, for someone that's never seen this show I don't know what's going on right now we're, we're talking about feeding somebody to a lion 
<laughs> exactly. And, okay. Hey, buddy. That's only epi- that's only episode okay. two. Yeah. Okay. There's seven right. episodes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you ha- you haven't seen it, Ryan? No. But what what have you been uh, no, watching? No. Well, that's the thing is that I mean I mentioned right off the top. So we just we just moved. Um, what a great time to move during a, a world pandemic. Oh man, fantastic. Um, but uh, a lot of sarcasm. Uh, so I don't have anything going on right now. But I did binge before I left my last place. Uh, the season two of F1 Drive to Survive. It's I don't know if anybody ever watched the HBO NHL twenty four seven. Uh, but it's that it's all access for formula one and it's just so amazingly done uh they follow every storyline and like it gets you into the sport it's so wicked um so i binged it all i binged all 10 episodes of season two in a weekend it was fantastic um aside from that uh i just finished off this isn't netflix but i've got the uh, hbo subscription curb your enthusiasm tremendous season and uh, oh, yeah. i also yeah i also just watched episode one of westworld and Marshawn Lynch is a character on the show. So, really? oh man. Oh yeah, Beast Mode. He was pretty he was good a, too. He was all right. Yeah, it's one of good. the worst. I don't know. We probably can't do it here. I'll set it up for next week. But his little fake punch to the guy, like I watched it in slow motion. It might be the worst acted out fake punch I've ever seen. But uh, Marshawn Lynch, right back in the thick of things. Love it. All right, and I'll, I'll wrap this thing up by a couple of quick recommendations. I am fully on board with Elise saying Tiger King. A couple of comedy specials just came out on Netflix. Tom Segura's was out on Tuesday, and, man, it was hilarious. Curb Your Enthusiasm, I agree with Ryan. And then here's a really random one that uh, I, a bunch of to- people told me to watch last year, and I didn't get around to it. Uh, it's called Pen15, and I'm sure you're, you were familiar <laughs> as, ch- like, if you're, yeah, if you're immature as children, Pen15, you, you know what, you I know know what I'm talking That's about. That's funny. Uh, so Pen15 is these two 30-year-old women partnered up with the Lonely Island guys, Andy Samberg, and made a TV show about their childhood, but they play themselves. So these two 30-year-old women are playing 13-year-old girls, and everybody else in the cast is their own age. They're all 13-year-old boys and girls. Huh. And it's about them going through puberty. It is insane. <laughs> it is so weird, um, but very funny. And again, like it's Lonely Island, Andy Samberg, so... You kind of get nice. on board with it. There you go. I like it. So there you go. There, there, there's my recommendations to get you through Love quarantine. It. Perfect. A reminder, real money daily fantasy sports are a great option for people living in a state where traditional sports betting isn't legal. Head over to WSN.com and it can set you up with links to DraftKings and FanDuel. Don't forget to head to WSN.com and WSN's YouTube channel for tons of coverage on all sports. Make sure to like and subscribe to Prop Drop. For Adam Forsyth and Ryan Sullivan, I'm Elise Anderson and we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.